So dreams of a picture-perfect holiday or even just a couple of festive highlights that you'd love to happen can end up being anything but lovely. And there is a way to avoid going down that route of disappointment or disillusionment. There is a way to know that whatever happens, you're going to be okay to begin to look after yourself almost in advance so that the food doesn't have to become the knight in shining armour that rescues you when something isn't going the way that you want it to. Welcome to the Yo-Yo Freedom Podcast. This is the place to learn actionable step-by-step tools and strategies to help you stop binging or overeating and start feeling relaxed and confident around food so that you can show up for your life on your terms. I'm Gemma Keys, and I know firsthand what it's like to feel out of control around food and trapped in the pain of binge eating and body shame. There is a way out. Keep listening to discover your path to food freedom. Hello and is the second in this short series as the festive season looms. Whether you celebrate Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, whether you have a different kind of celebration or if you take the opportunity to just get a bit of downtime, this can often be the time of year to feel as if you're going off the rails when it comes to food. So that's why it's great to be thinking about the holidays, planning what they might be like and just beginning to process it in advance now. The people we spend time with at this time of the year can often be a reason to feel a bit more out of control and also to get that, help, I'm falling off the wagon, when it comes to food. And if that's something you feel a little bit of, you can go back and listen to episode 22. It's all about how whoever the people are in your life and however they end up behaving, you can still look after yourself and even have fun no matter what's going on around you. Today we're talking about holiday expectations because the holidays often come with such high hopes, right? Maybe really looking forward to the relaxation and rejuvenation and luxury is something you do when you think about a bit of time off work or You have a vision of happy children laughing and playing and delighted with their presence and getting everything they wanted. Maybe you dream of creating or enjoying an immaculate spread of delicious food that brings a smile of pleasure and thankfulness to everyone's face at the table. Or you're looking forward to meeting up with friends for a Christmas movie or drinks or walks and having a laugh together. It could be that This is a time to look forward to treats and getting those special somethings you don't tend to get at other times. Things like time with the people you love, special gifts, having fun with parties and sparkles or romance snuggled up in front of a fire or connection and really feeling known and loved by your friends and family. You might be looking forward to people visiting or you might be looking forward to being left in peace and not having to cater or organise for ones. Looking forward to a rest this year. Or you might be dreaming of snow and 
that kind of glistening beauty outside. Or my lovely in-laws in New Zealand are probably longing for golden sunshine for their Christmas Day barbecue. It's almost like all those adverts on TV kind of sneak into our consciousness when it comes to the holidays and our expectations are heightened in a way that they aren't when it's just another average week at work or doing the school run or running errands or whatever it looks like for you. Although, have you noticed over recent years the Christmas ads are getting more sort of heartwarming and a bit more real with things like people being lonely and a chance to reach out to them or food burning and being ruined and so the holiday time becomes less about everything being perfect and more about how other things matter. I love some of those ads because they work in such an inspiring way to almost take the mask off expectations of perfection and also get us smiling at the irony of what really happens and how we can make it special anyway. But getting back to expectations of what the holiday will be like, well, I know for sure that I've had those dreams and hopes just like everyone else. But What happens when the holidays don't turn out like the fairy tale in our imaginations or how we dream of it? Perhaps something happens and you end up feeling exhausted or run down or getting sick. Oh my goodness, one of my dearest friends has had COVID for the last two years on the trot and has had to isolate on her own at home. And (laughs) I think she's lying low in advance this year to stave it off. Or maybe the people you long to be with have other plans this year, like your children or your siblings are going to their in-laws or want to be with their friends at college or are travelling or the friend or friends you usually get together with are doing something different this year. Or it happens that you're on your own for whatever reason and you might revel in that or you might really not want that to be the case. Or maybe you're working, which can either be a blessing or a curse depending on your perspective as well. I know my brother has had years when he's loved escaping the festive shenanigans and dramas by taking on extra shifts at work and getting the extra pay. So it was his ideal for a few years, but someone you want to be with you might be working, especially if you have a partner or a friend or a family member who's a critical worker or a healthcare or worker or in the emergency services or any of those phenomenal people we rely on so much to always be available. Or perhaps times are tight financially and not all the things you want to make happen for yourself or for the people around you are within reach this year without racking up credit card bills and all that anxiety that surrounds creeping debt. Or maybe the special thing that you were really hoping someone would give you as a present, especially after all those obvious hints, right? But the present doesn't materialise and you feel so disappointed. Or, and this used to be me, you want to play charades after lunch and mess around a bit. What a nightmare I was, eh? But everyone else is dead set on settling down and watching James Bond on the TV and having a doze. You get the idea, right? When we have certain ideas and expectations of what the holiday should be like, and when it doesn't turn out that way, it can feel a whole range of bad. And 
If food helps you get through or cope with emotions like disappointment or frustration or loneliness or overwhelm or just feeling low, if food is a way to feel better or to zone out or to escape the whole shebang, that can lead to that feeling of off the rails when it comes to what you're eating. It might look like overeating or binging. It might look like stealing other people's Christmas treats. I can't tell you how many times I've done that and how embarrassed and ashamed about it I've been as well. It could be sneaking food to eat in secret. And all of that type of eating can take you to a place of feeling checked out to that sort of overfulness and fatigue and being numbed to whatever else might be happening around you or to days of food hangovers which if you've experienced them like I have can feel really similar to having had a night out on the tiles with the booze. So dreams of a picture perfect holiday or even just a couple of festive highlights that you'd love to happen can end up being anything but lovely And there is a way to avoid going down that route of disappointment or disillusionment. There is a way to know that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. To begin to look after yourself almost in advance so that the food doesn't have to become the knight in shining armour that rescues you when something isn't going the way that you want it to. So the next question is, how can you begin to create that for yourself? How can thinking around the holidays in advance help you feel more settled or more nurtured or more of any of the feelings that you're hoping to experience? Well, the first thing to do is to identify what your expectations or hopes for holidays actually are. And that's because sometimes they can be a bit nonspecific and vague and intangible. And so it's tricky to put your finger on exactly what they are. What is it that you really want, that you're really hoping for, to make these holidays good for you? See if you can get really specific. What exactly is it that needs to happen? What do you want it to look like? Who needs to do what? What gifts or specific gestures will mean so much to you? The clearer you get, the better, because then it's so much easier to really understand what's going on in your mind. And sometimes our minds can be a bit opaque when it comes to understanding them, right? So what is it that you want this year? Maybe try listing out all the things you're hoping for and all the things you'd like to happen so that you can see it on the page in black and white. And it just gives you something to focus on and to start working with. The second thing to do is to understand why you want those things. If that thing happened or if you get that present or are taken to that special event or that person is with you or the turkey is absolutely perfect this year or whatever it is, what does that mean for you? Will you feel loved or appreciated or connected or taken care of? Will you feel rested and restored? Will you feel delighted? Will it be fun and create a laugh? Will you feel good enough like you can measure up to your own expectations of yourself? Or will you feel worthwhile and like a worthy person as if you're making a difference somehow? If finding the why behind each of these items on your list 
doesn't come so easily or isn't obvious at first, you can try a trick called the five whys. It's all in the title, isn't it? But it's brilliant at uncovering the feeling that we think will come with with getting something that we want. So the five whys trick is literally asking yourself another why after each answer you come up with. Let's take a very simple example. Say the thing that you want is to be given that beautiful snuggly jumper you've had your eye on for weeks. The first why is simply, why do I want to be given that jumper? And the answer that comes up could be, because I love that jumper. So the second why is then, why do I want to be given the jumper that I love? And the answer that comes up might be, because it means someone's thought of what I'd like. So then the third why is, why do I want someone to have thought about what I'd like? And the answer could be, because it means they're taking notice of me and they care about me. And the fourth why is, why do you want them to take notice of you and care about you? And it sounds so obvious, right? But just keep going with it and see what comes up and see what it uncovers, because it might not be what you expected when you first went down this route. So the answer to that question, why do I want them to take notice of me and care about me, could be because I want to feel loved and special and that I mean something to someone. And then to take it even further with the fifth why, why do I want to feel loved and special and as if I mean something to someone? And the final answer could be, because it means I'm worth something, I'm worthy, I'm okay, I found my right place in the world, I'm safe and secure. It really can be fascinating what this process can reveal using those five whys or however many whys it takes to get to whatever is underlying what you want. But my advice is always to go an extra why, a bit like going that extra mile, eh? But go that extra why when you think that you've got no more answers left in you and see if there's still anything that might come up that you were unaware of. You might end up thinking, who knew I'm pinning my self-worth and safety in the world on being given a fluffy jumper, a jumper I've been secretly coveting and haven't even asked anyone for other than maybe nonchalantly mentioning it, like I'm hoping that they get the hint. Or maybe you just hope they're going to read your mind and know what it will mean to get that jumper. Now, This works for any example, what the people do, how the food is, the party, the fun, the outfit, the weather even, whatever it is, what does it mean and why does it mean so much to you? It really lets you understand why your expectations are there and what they mean for you. And this last step is the one I think is truly beautiful and liberating. That sounds a little bit sappy, right? But I really, really believe it's true. And also, like everything in this short holiday series, this strategy or process can be used for so many aspects of your life at any time of year. So the next step is working out how, no matter what happens externally as far as your hopes and expectations for the holidays, how they go, but how you can create a little bit of what you want to feel and experience for yourself. 
when you've uncovered what it is you're really hoping for, how can you plan to make it happen for yourself? And what might that look like for you? My dad always makes me laugh because he buys a few little things that he wants and he wraps them up and puts them under the tree to open on Christmas Day. I just think it is hilarious. But what a perfect example, right? If someone else doesn't give you what you want or you think that they're very unlikely to, (laughs) which would be the case with him and my mum, I expect, create that for yourself so that you've got something and you've got something that you want. I just think it's dead cute. Something along those lines really does work if you do it with the right intention. So I love buying myself a sort of sweet and spice scented candle because it feels decadent and creates a warm, nurturing, really lovely feeling for me. And it's also super easy to do that little small something for myself. And how to create what you're really looking for for yourself looks different for everyone, but it might be something like having a hot bubble bath to luxuriate in relaxation. I know it's so cliched, but remember, it's the intention that creates any feeling that comes from it. So if you're looking to feel rested and relaxed, how might you create that time and that space for yourself in certain moments that you'd like it or that you need it? It could be going to see a movie with or without a buddy or googling and reading about festive mishaps until you're laughing out loud or if you're like me looking at cats dressed in Christmas outfits (laughs) with (laughs) with looks on their face as if they want to maul the person who's put them in that get up I mean (laughs) oh I'm already feeling happy just thinking about it so I might do it as soon as I finish recording this but It also could be a Zoom call with someone who's far away or a plan for reading a great book in a coffee shop. It could be planning to get together with family, even if it's in a month or so's time. Or maybe proposing a secret Santa with a £10 or a $10 limit. Honestly, I'm always amazed at how popular an idea like that is because it relieves so much inspired present buying pressure and the financial pinch that comes with gifting of course it can come to food too maybe this is the only time of year that you even consider eating warm christmas pudding with brandy butter and you absolutely love it so why not plan to eat some this year to eat it slowly and to really, really enjoy it rather than feeling guilty about it or thinking, oh, I really shouldn't, but I can't resist. To be fully present and revel in the sensations of every bite. We'll take more of a look at that idea in a future episode, but allowing yourself that sort of food, the food you might otherwise consider to be a red alert or a danger food, and slowing down as you eat it to tune in much more to your experience, it can really increase your levels of satisfaction and take the charge out of eating that thing, which makes it much less likely that it will lead to a binge down the track. Small things you might do 
are to make sure you have enough water and sleep. Both of those are key to ramping down cravings for food and to just feel better in yourself, for us all to feel better in ourselves and better in our bodies with enough hydration and enough rest. And another way of looking after yourself at a really deep level can be talking to yourself to remind yourself that you're important, that you're valuable, that you're worthwhile and worthy exactly as you are, because you are. And it might sound silly, but it's so worth talking to yourself in that gentle voice and reminding yourself of what is already true. If you find it difficult to start talking to yourself like that right away, one way to do it, which can be a little bit more easy to access, is to go back in time to a younger version of yourself. When I do this, my younger self is always about six or seven. And when you think of that child, that younger version of you, it can be so much easier to talk to them and tell them all the things you want them to know about how truly beautiful and precious and wonderful they are, how they're okay exactly as they are, how much you love them and you think they're important, how they're safe with you and you've got them. Because that little one is often where so many of these big feelings of wanting to be more loved and accepted and appreciated and part of something come from. And that little version of you, well, when you think of them, don't you just want to scoop them up already and let them be and say and do and feel exactly how they do right now? And take so much care of them and let them be accepted and loved as 100% who they are already. So, give it a try for yourself. What is little you longing for? What can you offer her or him? Words or actions? Just see what happens. And if you don't yet believe it yourself, then if you want to, you can let me be the person to tell you that I believe that about you. You are valuable. You are worthwhile you are important, and you are loved exactly as you are. So to wrap up, we can often fall off the rails when it comes to food because we've created those rails through our expectations of what we want the holidays to look like. And by getting clear on what you want to happen and exactly why you want it, in other words, how it'll make you feel if you get the thing that you're dreaming of, you can start to get curious about different ways to create those feelings for yourself, no matter what happens outside of you or what anyone else happens to do, which after all, we have very little control over. Maybe something you've heard in this episode particularly resonates or you're just willing to give it a go and experiment. Whatever it is, please do share it if you'd like to. You can message me privately at yoyofreedom.com forward slash contact and I really would love to hear from you and I promise to reply. And As we approach these last few weeks of the year and move into a new one, you can find even more compassionate, nurturing, supportive ways to find your way through overeating or binge eating or feeling compulsive or out of control around food. So for starting points and ideas to get you going, go ahead and download my free guide, Eight Simple Steps to Break the Binge Eating Cycle. 
I'll link to it in the show notes or you can find it at yoyofreedom.com forward slash 23. And any questions you have or particular challenges you're coming up against or topics you'd like to hear more about, just shoot them over to me in a message again via yoyofreedom.com forward slash contact. Last of all, for those of you in America, wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving this week. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast for more insight, tools and support as you pull back from binging and overeating and step into your most authentic, vibrant life. If you found this episode helpful, it would be wonderful if you'd take a moment to rate the Yo-Yo Freedom podcast on whichever platform you listen on. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now.